What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to another week of Blake's Take. Back at you with some more local and national sports. We got lots in store today as we start with the stellar ball striking and command of Augusta National. Unmatched by anyone in the field over the final two rounds. Hideki Matsuyama, who finished under 10, converted a 54-hole lead into his first green jacket and major championship, winning the 2021 Masters by one stroke on Masters Sunday. Matsuyama's victory was in the 85th Masters is not only his first green jacket, but the first major championship won by a Japanese men's golfer and only the second ever captured by a men's golfer from an Asian nation. Matsuyama started the day with a four-stroke lead and saw it cut to just one before growing into as many as six strokes until he found the water on hole number 15 and made things interesting down the stretch. He was followed by a pair of major championship leaderboard regulars as Jordan Spieth and Xander Schauffele tied for third with seven under, but Spieth and Schauffele had highlights on Sunday that suggested they could make a run at the green jacket, but each also had mistakes that cost them a real shot of winning this one. With Matsuyama, the Masters gets its sixth first-time winner in the last seven years, the only exception being the great Tiger Woods epic run in 2019. Five of those six newly minted champions had not won a major prior to slipping on the green jacket, the exception being Dustin Johnson winning his second major at Augusta National this fall in 2020 of November. Matsuyama also cements his place in history as the first Japanese-born Masters winner and men's major champion with his first victory occurring 10 years after his first appearance at Augusta National as a 19-year-old amateur. A decade later, it is Matsuyama's turn to slip on the green jacket after a Masters, Masters win for the ages. Big congrats to Matsuyama with a long overdue hard work for championship from one of the best in the game who is now no longer a major without a major. Great win, great master this year, and I'm looking forward to the next major to come. All, all, it's always fun to see the hype of Sunday in golf, especially at Augusta. As far as NBA, we are going to start with a historic record-setting night in the Golden State Warriors versus the Denver Nuggets game. Stephen Curry came into this game needing just 19 points to pass Wilt Chamberlain as the all-time leading scorer for the Warriors franchise. Curry had his eyes set on making this this one not even close in the first quarter as it did not take him long, scoring 21 points in the first quarter alone to just pass Wilt right then and there. However, his scoring slowed down in the second as he only scored 9 there as the Nuggets pushed forward to take the slight edge with a 5-point lead at the break. But Curry, much like the first quarter, owned the third quarter, showing off his marksmanship and proving even more his GOAT shooting status, helping the Warriors push big in the third quarter run that would give put the Warriors up 16 heading into the final quarter. But just as we thought this historic-slash-honoring game would have a happy ending, all devastation came about as star Jamal Murray went up weird on his knee for a layup and stretched out the leg, which is confirmed now to be a torn ACL that puts him out indefinitely. 
Although this is a big loss for the Nuggets, there are finals hopes uh, that aren't necessarily over. Ruined as Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon can get more shots up now and have more shot opportunities. These are two very highly talented players with huge potentials given but uh, with the right opportunities. But back to the happy part of the game and the team that got the win and the man who scored 53 points in Stephen Curry putting on his historic performance on such a meaningful night for the Warriors. In the aspect of impact of this franchise and the game of basketball as a whole, I believe that Curry had a greater impact. With his unexplainable shooting abilities and the range that had never been seen by the game before, Curry shaped a new wave of talents and skills in young rising talents who admire Curry and try to mirror his skills in the pursuit of being the most elite shooter they can be. Thank you, Stephen Curry, for the show you put on last night, As you, and congratulations to you on being cemented in Warriors history as the all-time leading scorer, as you should be. Next stop, 20K Point Club, and after that, time for the three-point crown. Now on to some upsets in the association as we start with the Lakers, who despite are without the two starters in AD and LeBron, are still doing fairly successful, defeating the best team in the East and the Brooklyn Nets by 25, heading into their matchup across the river in the Garden versus the New York Knicks. The first quarter belonged to Julius Randle as he got his jump shot going, putting up 14 on 4-5 shooting, leading the Knicks en route to a 5-point lead after one. The next didn't struggle there from there as they went just one from 11 from three-point range, which allowed Dennis Schroeder and the Lakers to take advantage and get the ball rolling as Schroeder had 19 first-half points, yet so did Randall, which allowed the Knicks to maintain a three-point lead going into the break. In the third, the Knicks were much more consistent from me on the arc as they went three for, th- three for eight, pushing forward on a 26-16 run that put them up double digits going into the fourth. Although the Lakers didn't do much in the third, they at least got a highlight reel play at the end of the quarter, with Caruso lobbing one up to THC for the reverse slam jam dunk. The Lakers then ran off, ran off 10 straight points midway through the fourth to get within five as they 92-87, but Peyton scored before Randall converted a three-point play to push it back into double figures. He followed with another basket and then a free throw as the lead rapidly grew in a short period of time to 13 points. And the, Knicks would, and the Knicks would run away from this one as they got rolling to a 111-196 victory, out-rebounding the Lakers 47-33, being big and physical as their defense and aggressive pushed them forward to, and aggressiveness pushed them forward to a solid victory over the Lakers. The Lakers now fall to 5-7 without Braun and AD and are 5th in the West. So I don't know what these Lakers are going to do because they really need some firepower somewhere. It's just all around been kind of a struggle to find who's going to be this leader. It's definitely been Schroeder. Schroeder has definitely been the point guard who's been trying to keep this team together and keep them alive. But it just seems there seems such, such an on and off team. And it's just like they definitely, that missing piece in AD and LeBron, it's just Mainly LeBron. LeBron is just holding this entire team together. and this bench, But these bent roles are getting significant minutes, both in the Nets' circumstances and the Lakers' circumstances. That is what's interesting about these teams. With these injuries and these sit-outs for many teams in the Nets and the Lakers, these bench players are getting significant minutes in the regular season. So come playoff time when their full team is healthy and these bench players need to step up, they're going to step up. 
because they have the experience and stuff from the regular season. So I'm excited, actually, for these bench players because they have proved a lot this regular season and will continue to prove as they will try and be helpers and contributors in the playoffs when their star players and star leaders get back on the court. It's exciting to see, but also unfortunate to see in such a historic and successful franchise is kind of struggling, but they will ultimately bounce back once their stars get back, and this bench this bench will just try and keep it going as much as they can, doing their best. Now for the most lopsided matchup of the night in one of the worst teams in the NBA, taking on one of the best, and the Wizards taking on the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell scored 17 points in the first quarter, while the Jazz scored on 11 straight possessions and pushed forth on a 42-33 run on his 16 of 23 shooting from the field in the first quarter. Huge first quarter performance by the Jazz. But in return of Bradley Beal, the second quarter belonged to the Wizards as Beal scored 23 first half points, while Rush dished out 7 dimes to help the Wizards roll forward on a 37-23 outscoring the Jazz in the second quarter that put them up 5 at the break. The third to continue to belong to the Wizards as they got hot from beyond the arc while getting great setups for each other, leading by as much as 19 en route to a double-digit lead going into the final quarter. Despite this huge deficit, the Jazz had dug out and they battled right back in what they do best with their three-point shooting abilities as they were lights out in the fourth, hitting shot after shot, cutting what was a 19-point outlandish deficit to just a very manageable four points. But with just over 30 seconds remaining, Westbrook hit the dagger that sealed the deal for the Wizards, who snapped the Jazz's franchise record 24-game home winning streak. Very odd playing for the Jazz as they reach as of recent, with them seeming to be able in kind of a slump of sorts as they have just lost three of their last five games, which is very abnormal for a team of this caliber. But we shall see how they pick up and push forward in the second half of the month. Because this first half of April hasn't been the brightest of their playing season this season. So hopefully the Jazz will pick up and this home franchise loss for them won't be too much of an impact on their ability and their confidence going into the trying to finish out this season. So we'll see how the Jazz finish it out because they've lost some key games as of lately. As far as the MLB, we will get a quick check-in on some of the most electric offenses in the baseball so far. Starting off with the battle of black and yellow between the Padres and the Pirates. However, early on this, neither team was really able to get anything of much going offensively, as pitchers from both sides were striking out batters left and right, leaving both teams with just a run apiece after five. But with Cahill being pulled for the game for the for the Pirates with a strong five innings of pitched, Will Myers took now pit took. Will Myers took pitcher Luis Avito yard to deep center for this two-run homer to get the Dodger to get the Padres on the board. Myers kept it going in his second AB as he got a knock that found its way to the in, out of the infield for the second RBI single for a two RBI single, sealing the deal for the Padres' fourth victory as they stay undefeated on the road. As for Myers, he was all he was all the Padres' offense, tying a career high five RBI night and his very impressive three for five with a home run performance. Great performance out of Myers and the the Padres guys are stepping up and they're showing that this offense is just totally lethal. And when the ace for the other team gets pulled out, they're going to take advantage of it. 
Now onto the very, very hot Angels taking on the Kansas City Royals. This game got off to a wacky start with Jose Rahus popping one to center. It would be that would be caught, but then the throw from the Royals to third would bounce hard to the left. Then they would try and make an attempt to make a throw at the plate, but that that was wild as well. With a pair of throwing errors for the Royals, allowed the two Angels to score and take the two-run lead off of just a pair of errors. Shohei Otani would then hit an infield grounder to second with runners on first and third, but the Royals would miss the tag for sec- for the runner going to second, preventing the double play, giving Otani the RBI while keeping the inning alive. Mike Trout would then try and keep it going with a hard hit to thir- in the third base shortstop gap, but Nicky Lopez would go down and come up making a long throw to get Trout out and get his team out of the inning as well. Huge play there by by Nicky Lopez. Otani then got back up in the top of the fifth, where he made an infield struggle. The infield struggle once again with a bad hop to the shortstop, forcing a bobble, allowing Albert Pujols to walk into home. But none other than Salvador Perez would get the Royals' offense going in this game, as he got a base hit RBI single to left to got the Royals on the board. But more importantly, gave Perez his 1,000th career hit. Congrats there to him on a historic accomplishment in his career. On that note, the Royals just got that momentum going that they needed, as George Solar hit one beautifully to center to drive in two runs that support put the Royals just down one after being after a strong six-inning rally. But Otani just can't stop raking off these Royals pitchers as he got up with runners on second and third, crushing a bullet line drive to right field to the wall at an exit velocity of 119 miles per hour. The fastest EV this season after setting the fastest pitch of the season so far with the 101 mile per hour fastball. He is a true special talent. But the guy who's more special than him is actually a guy who's on his team. Yeah, that would be Mr. Mike Trout. Who wrapped this one up with a two-run shot to left for his fourth home run of the season as the Angels have now homered in each of their 10 games this season. The Angels are looking very exciting and energetic this year as the potential looks bright for this team who is desiring to bring another championship to home to LA just in red, not blue. As far as local sports, the Warriors softball team faced the Sisters Outlaws in their season opener versus Sisters, of course. The Warriors kicked the game off with a four-run first-inning rally and then followed with an unbelievable King RBI double in the second and then scored two more runs in the fourth off an air and RBI ground out by Melanie Baldwin. But the Outlaws could cut, would cut the deficit from a six-run lead to just a two point two to just two after they scored a pair of runs both in the bottom of the fourth and the fifth. But this in the sixth, it was all Warriors as they put up eight runs highlighted by a Presley Rye keeper, Kaylee Sadoff, Melanie Baldwin, Camden Combs, and Kyla Berger hits and a non-stop scoring highlight for the Warriors. The Warriors then closed out the game in the bottom of the 7th easily as defensively with pop-outs and ground-outs as Camden Combs gets the win and her 4-hit, 2-earned run, and 10-strikeout season debut. Great offensive performance by the Warriors who really showed their aggressiveness at the plate while Combs held it down defensively with her 10Ks. Awesome 15-5 win for the Warriors who kicked their season off with a bang. 
Huge win. Awesome performance by the Warriors. I'm excited to watch and see what they perform this year as it's been so long since we've had softball and or baseball out here in Philomath. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Tape. Hope you all enjoyed the lots of the content from the Golf Masters World. Congratulations to the winners there and the participants there who all just had an incredible year. And congratulations to uh, all the incredible NBA accomplishments in Stephen Curry. Unfortunate loss of Jamal Murray. Congratulations to Otani on his continued incredible performance in the 119 EV exit velocity. And congratulations to Perez on his 1,000th hit. And then last but not least, of course, congratulations to the Flomas softball team on a great win and a huge start to their season. So thank you for tuning in to all that. Hope you catch it all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one. Have a great one.